Pawnshop.com. It's time now for a pawn further review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Monday night, we're back with you upon further review. I'm your host, Josh Dorman, here on 106.3 FM, 1400 AM, or WJQSTheFan.com. You also can find us on iHeartRadio, Radio.com, or the TuneIn Radio app. We appreciate you joining us. We are in the Garner Dental Group studios. Garner, Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices, Conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out the interactive map at LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com or call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro area locations or any others across the state and region. I think they may be up to 20 offices actually now. Uh, They do accept most insurance, Medicare, and CARE credit. So get in and get your mouth healthy at Garner Dental. Also brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. Visit them at bcbsms.com. The text line, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi text line, 601-817-0106. Or give us a call, 601-366-1180. Our text and caller lines are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. No matter where you are, what you're doing, if you're on the road, traveling home after a uh, long Monday, be safe. If you've had a great Monday, we want to celebrate that with you. Uh, We appreciate you tuning in and joining us for our show tonight. We are here with you every Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. And do want to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at upon underscore sports or my personal Twitter is at JD Coach. Uh, please get in touch with us. We also give you updates on the shows uh, as they're coming up. And we do have a big show tonight. We have uh, some high school coverage here over the first couple segments. We'll talk about some high school baseball that's still going on, some all sports awards that have been handed out uh, as well. We will also talk about the NBA in the last two segments of this hour a lot going on in the nba playoffs you've got uh, the final three for the mvp we'll give you our take on uh, both of those things in the nba we'll also give you our take on uh, some not so great things going on in the nba so we'll get you uh, covered on all nba action at seven o'clock we'll be joined by randy watkins to discuss what may be one of uh one of the best sports moments i've ever witnessed and that is what took place at the pga championship over the weekend uh, and culminated yesterday in an iconic scene coming up the 18th hole at Kiowai Island in South Carolina. Uh, just an epic, epic moment as Phil Mickelson wins his sixth major uh, of his career at almost 51 years old. to be 51 next month. And that whole, just the entire weekend, everything that culminated from that was just a fantastic sports moment. So we'll cover that with Randy Watkins. He'll be with us at 7 o'clock. Uh, then we will continue to discuss the PGA Championship. And then we'll welcome in the judge for his – he's throwing the flag uh, with the coach's challenge, and then we'll have the good call, bad call there uh, in the last segment of the show. So a lot going on, a lot uh, a lot of sports stories. It was a big weekend uh, in sports, and so we want to get to all of that. 
and review a lot. Uh, we're going to start with high school baseball. And uh, in the state of Mississippi, we're a little bit behind in some of our uh, series, but everything is still uh, set for next week's championship series. And we're going to give you a rundown of, uh, of some of these series and what you have to look forward to. In 6A in the north, you've got Madison Central taking on Tupelo. Madison Central discarded Starkville 2-1, to one, and uh, Tupelo discarded DeSoto Central 2-1. Uh, to one. And want to uh, give you an, uh, a kind of an up. That game th- tonight is game one uh, of Madison Central and Tupelo, and, and there's a, a pretty good pitching matchup that's set to take place there. Uh, and I'm going to uh, to get that for you here in just a moment as far as who will be on the mound for each team in that. Uh, obviously, Madison Central has been uh, on the top of the rankings both uh, statewide and nationally uh, for quite some time. But uh, that, that first game will take place in Madison tonight. Tupelo comes in 27-8. and eight. Madison Central comes into that contest 30-2. and two. And the pitching matchup tonight – Pitts, Madison Central starting pitcher and Stanford signee Braden Montgomery, who is 8-0 on the year, against Tupelo starter and Ole Miss signee Hunter Elliott, who is 10-0. So you've got two undefeated pitchers coming into that contest. That is in Madison, and I would expect a a raucous crowd uh, for that one in Madison. The weather should be beautiful all week. Looks like uh, we are partly cloudy to sunny all week until Friday where we introduced a 30% chance of rain uh, and 40% so far on Saturday. So the weather should be nice. And some of the uh, catch-up that we've been playing there in the MHSA uh, baseball playoffs should get to us. So uh, well, want to welcome in, before we get too far down the road, Bill. Bill, how you doing tonight? Oh, doing good. Had a great weekend watching a little golf there, watching Lefty. Yeah. Yeah, so – how amazing is that? Feeling good about being an old guy? <laughs> Phil. I mean, Bill. <laughs> Bill, Phil, 51 years old. Yeah. You know, Brooks Kepka, who he teed off with, 20 years his younger. Yeah. And, he was talking uh, about uh, playing some rounds with him back in, what, 2013 when he was yeah. just a baby. It's unbelievable. Starting out. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And look, I, he was either 15 or 16. He hits that drive. Kepka just bombs one out there right down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and Nicholson goes by him about 10 yeah, or 15 about yards. 10, 15 yards by him, yeah. It, Let me show you, kid. I, on his postseason <laughs> on the uh, uh, PGA, uh, on the Golf Channel, his post-round uh, uh, interviews, he made sure he, he mentioned that and, uh, <laughs> and and got a little jab in there, too. Uh, yeah, he, uh, you could tell he put a little extra on that uh, when he hit it. Yes, indeed. Oh, that's going along. Yes, way. indeed. And sure enough. It was a heck of a heck of a uh, heck of an accomplishment. So, uh, been a great weekend. Uh, facing off in the South, Oak Grove has had a fantastic sports year. Uh, we'll take on Northwest Rankin um, in the South 6A with the winner to play the winner of the Madison Central Tupelo series coming up next week. In 5A, you've got the Saltillo. Sotillo and Lafayette series already concluded. Sotillo won that uh, two games to love, if we're using tenants terminology, and you still have West Jones and Pascagoula to play. So Sotillo will play the baseball state championship contest next week with their opponent to be determined 
in the 5A playoffs. In 4A, you've got West Lauderdale uh, and Sumrall in the state championship. West Lauderdale beat Moorville uh, two to nil, and Sumrall swept Stone two to nil. So that's two Pine Belt teams still in the uh, in the standings down there in four and six A. Oak Grove and six six A. Sumrall in four A. Sumrall has a very storied uh, program, so they're continuing to to move forward there. In three A, Boonville will take on McGee in the state championship contest beginning next week. McGee High School, if you remember. Uh, also won the 3A football championship, so they have had a terrific year as well. Uh, in 2A, East Union dispatched, yes, that's 2A, dispatched Pisgah, and, uh, no, excuse me, that's 3A. Uh, East Union dispatched Pisgah in 2A, and Taylorsville and Lloyd Star will be playing this week. Uh, really cool story out of Taylorsville is you have Ty Keys who um, is the signee to play football at Southern Mississippi, but he's also having a, a big, big impact uh, on the diamond down there for the Tartars out of Taylorsville. So East Union is already in it. They uh, defeated local group Pisgah out of Sand Hill, Rankin County area, and Taylorsville Lloyd Star will play this week to determine who will play East Union in the 2A playoffs. In 1A, uh, you've got Pine Grove and Tupelo Christian to play out of the north. In the south, that one's already been determined. Resurrection Catholic down from the coast in Pascagoula defeated Stringer. Uh, two games to one in that best of three series. So Resurrection Catholic will play in the state championship uh, there for the south, and they are awaiting the winners of Pine Grove or Tupelo Christian Prep in that series. So a lot of great baseball. Glad we have some great weather going on this week as uh, these uh, series have gotten a little bit behind uh, one game that we will talk about uh, coming up is the, the game Oak Grove and Pearl that was played on Friday night. Uh, game three was played uh, on Saturday night, but uh, Friday night's game was, was a heck of a contest and had just an unbelievable ending, uh, as can only happen in high school. I want to remind you about Jerry Brewer. Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at, at southerngulfstates.com, southerngulfstates.com for all of your insurance needs. We'll be back with more upon further review right after this. Welcome back in. Upon further review, I am your host, Josh Dorman. We are in the Garner Dental Group Studios. And uh, want to remind you about Randy Watkins Golf Group. Patrick Farms, Whisper Lake, Lake Caroline. Three courses, all for the price of one membership. You can check all of that out, and I encourage you to do so. RandyWatkinsGolf.com. Speaking of Randy, Randy will join us at 7 o'clock to discuss the PGA Championship and Phil Mickelson's epic win. Uh, and also, just to remind you that he joins us for Tee to Green 
from 6 to 7 p.m. the first Monday of every month. So the next time we will have an hour with Randy will be June 7th, 6 to 7 p.m. T to Green, he takes your calls, uh, breaks down your swing, talks about questions that you have, golf course, golf management, swing, uh, and we just talk all things golf. So we look forward to having Randy at 7 o'clock to break down the PGA Championship, and we always look forward to our time with him. And I would love for you to go to his website, randywatkinsgolf.com, to find out more about everything that's going on with those three courses I mentioned. They have a great uh, junior program that his son Thomas uh, does for him and does a tremendous job. I believe he's rated one of the top 50 teaching professionals for junior golf in the country. So uh, a lot of positive coming out. Speaking of positive coming out of Madison, I love stories like this. Uh, young lady from the metro area uh, attends Germantown High School, and uh, her name is Madison Booker. She is a sophomore at Germantown High School, ranked number nine in the country in her class, according to uh, ESPN's Hoop Girls Recruiting Rankings. Uh, Rashad Milligan has a really cool, cool story for the uh, Clarion Ledger about this young lady, but she will be representing uh, the state of Mississippi uh, at the Team USA Basketball U16 team trials. She was one of 34 invitees that get to compete for 12 roster spots, and she'll be doing that June 13th through 16th in Indianapolis. And uh, the 12 named to the roster uh, will remain in Indianapolis until June the 19th, and this is to compete again for the uh, Team USA U16 women's team. Uh, congratulations, Madison Booker of Germantown High School. Uh, I had an opportunity to actually watch her play uh, her freshman year, not her sophomore year, but her freshman year. They played Starkville High School. Terrific contest there at Germantown, and, and uh, she is a player. And she is uh, getting a lot of interest, including uh, she holds offers from multiple uh, schools, including uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Jackson State, South Florida, Southern Miss, uh, as well as Tennessee, and also has drawn some interest from Geno and uh, the UConn Lady Huskies. So uh, Madison will be a, a great ambassador for the state of Mississippi as she goes off to those uh, Team USA tryouts. And anytime you're one of 34 across the country to be invited to something, you are getting it done. And that's always awesome to hear uh, of local athletes that are getting that done. Uh, remember, we want to hear from you. 601-366-1180 is the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi caller line. And uh, 601-817-0106, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi text line. If you want to talk some high school sports, talk some NBA, uh, we'll be talking a little golf later uh, or anything else that you have on your mind. Always love to hear from listeners. So uh, talking about high school sports, you know, one of the things that both associations uh, uh, hand out on an annual basis is the All Sports Award. And it's a really cool award because it recognizes schools uh, for a, 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 a all-encompassing athletic department. And, and I really like this because as an athletic director, it was a goal of mine to, to always be in the mix for an all-sports award. Uh, and so when you, when you look at what that looks like, each sport is giving, given a certain point standing. And uh, in that, uh, at the end of the year, your points are calculated, and they hand out the award. So uh, obviously, MHSA is not complete yet, as the baseball is still going on. Uh, but the MAIS uh, is. And so we want to recognize the winners 
uh, of those all-sports awards. Jackson Prep in Class 5A, if you remember, they finished off the year uh, with their fourth baseball championship and their 20th in their storied history there in Flowood. Uh, so uh, certainly an, an excellent job there by Will Crosby and his entire uh, athletic staff at Jackson Prep. I know it was tight. MRA was a close second with Jackson Academy uh, a, a right behind in third. Uh, so that was a tight race. But once again, Jackson Prep pulls it out uh, as uh, they were able to defeat MRA in the baseball championships. And one of the things about this all-sports award is uh, in some of these classifi- classifications, you know, it's coming down to the last couple sports, track and field, uh, baseball, and so it certainly certainly has a lot on the line, both within their respective sports as well as the All-Sports Award. Uh, in Class 4A, Hartfield Academy takes that, uh, and um, that is uh, Jim DeLauder was the interim uh, athletic director. He's also the high school principal out there. They've actually just named David Sykes, formerly of Jackson Academy, as their new athletic director. So uh, Hartfield Academy also over in Flowood. So Flowood sweeps the 4 and 5A all sports awards for 3A Clinton Christian, and uh, what a cool story! Clinton Christian's boys and girls uh, actually uh, competed in the overall tournament and uh, and and had fantastic basketball seasons. Uh, they also won the softball state championships, and so they uh, obviously have something going on really really big time over there in Clinton. And uh, so Clinton Christian wins that under the direction of Josh Zietz. He is the uh, uh, the athletic director over there, also the softball coach and basketball coach for boys and girls. So he wears a lot of hats. Clinton Christian, 3A uh, All-Sports Award. In 2A, Manchester Academy, right up the road on 49 North, as um, Brian Dindy, headmaster, football coach, athletic director, a little bit of everything at Manchester Academy. Uh, they won the the football championship. That's eight-man uh, and had an excellent senior class, had the opportunity to broadcast that game and uh, just some, some really good athletes on the field for that Manchester Academy football team. Uh, so they win the 2A All-Sports Awards. And in 1A, DeSoto School, uh, and they are out of, um, I believe they're they either out of Louisiana or Arkansas, but DeSoto School wins the 1A All-Sports Awards. So congratulations to each of those uh, schools for their All-Sports standings. Uh, just a culmination of a great year for all of them and, and, and really a, a great leadership uh, I know a lot of those athletic directors that, uh, and I know how they operate. They do a tremendous job. So, uh, congratulations to each of those. Want to talk a little bit something different, high school sports oriented, and that is there's an article out in the USA Today um, with regards to a new basketball league that's forming a national basketball league uh, for high school that's going to be forming to begin play in the 21-22 season. If you want to Google this, it's the USA Today has an article about it. But Oak Hill Academy out of Virginia, IMG Academy out of Florida, Montverde Academy out of Florida, La Lemuria School in LaPorte, Indiana, Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, Utah, Sunrise Christian in Bel Air, Kansas, are six of the teams that have already committed uh, to uh, make up the National Interscholastic Basketball Conference. They are looking to have uh, up to 10 teams in this league next year. And uh, it's very interesting. Almost bringing a collegiate setup. And basically what happened is during COVID, a lot of these schools couldn't find anybody to play. And so they had to join up and 
they had a marketing firm, Paragon Marketing Group, that that partnered with them to uh, to get these games on ESPN. You you probably recognize some of these if you follow basketball. Uh, certainly, these are some of the powerhouses nationally in uh, basketball. And so, during the course of that, they thought, hey, why can't we uh, leverage our brands as big time national uh, high school basketball schools? And at the same time, they're selling it as uh, more of a uh, opportunity to prepare athletes for the collegiate game. So it's almost like a transitional league between uh, your your you know traditional state high school athletic associations and now uh, the collegiate level. Lot lot to break down there. You know it's it's a unique thing. Uh, you know there's a lot of monetary things involved. Uh, certainly, you know, like if you're IMG in Florida, there's a lot of young people that come from all over. They have a boarding, uh, you know, uh, aspect to them where you can live on campus. Uh, a lot of these schools have traditional high schools, also have prep schools, prep schools being for uh, young people who need to uh, develop a little bit more, whether it's athletically, academically, before making the leap to the collegiate level. The majority of the time, that's an academic thing. And so, you know, they both, both these schools have that piece to it. Uh, which in some cases prevents their uh, main teams from actually competing in their state uh, high school associations. Now, like in the form of IMG Academy, uh, you know, those, those kids that are there in the high school compete in that Florida uh, uh, league right now where, you know, they won't moving forward. They'll compete in this new league. Very interesting, and it will be interesting to watch to see, you know, what kind of success a league like this is able to have at a national level. You know, I don't know about you. I, I, I love high school basketball, and so I, I, you know, I'll tune in from time to time. But, but the, the high school games that you're watching there uh, really are, are just a, a smaller version of a, a smaller college game. you got a lot of uh, the higher-end, uh, higher-level ranked players that are always going to be in those contests. Uh, you do have other kids. Sometimes you have, uh, you know, four, five, six players on the court at one time that have signed Division One scholarships at some of these schools. So it's always interesting to see uh, how this turns out. That'll be something to watch uh, for a new high school basketball league nationally. We'll see how that turns out, but certainly an interesting story to follow as we move along. Speaking of move along, we're going to come back and we're going to talk the NBA. We're going to talk the MVP race, the playoffs. It was a great NBA weekend, uh, and so we're going to talk some of that and, uh, and more as we come back with more upon further review right after this. out on clean car month at o'reilly auto parts if your car could use a spring cleaning stop by for great deals on everything you need to keep your car looking new like mother's california gold wash and wax just 4.99 for a 64 ounce bottle that's a six dollar savings visit the professional parts people at o'reilly auto parts today or o'reillyauto.com oh 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 o'reilly auto parts they Sophomore at Germantown High School and number nine ranked player in her class nationally. So certainly doing a terrific, terrific job. Uh, have a, a bone to pick with the NBA here. And um, it's it's how we 
calculate most valuable player. So as I as I look at the NBA, you know, they announced the three uh, finalists for MVP. You have Steph Curry, you have Joel Embiid, and you have the Joker, Nikolai Jokic out of Denver. Now, listen, I'm not arguing with any of those three. Uh, I certainly think when you look at Jokic, um, what he was able to do once Jamal Murray went down was phenomenal. I think they won nine of the next ten. That's valuable. Uh, Joel Embiid has had a, had a career year. One of the issues with Joel Embiid is, is, is I only think, I think he missed about 20 games this year. And so some people give him a knock on that. That really doesn't matter to me uh, from the standpoint of one way or the other. But the way that I figure value isn't necessarily just in a statistical uh, aspect. Now, everybody goes to Steph Curry and says, if you took Steph Curry off of the Warriors, how bad would they have been this year? Listen, no disagreement here whatsoever. Agree with that sentiment 100%. But what you're arguing there is a hypothetical. You're arguing an if that you can't, uh, you, you can't quantify. Something that you can quantify has been the impact that Chris Paul has had on the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns had not made the playoffs since 2010. With the exception of Chris Paul, they added some role players. And and listen to me, Bridges is a nice player. Ayton, who they drafted, is a nice player. And obviously, our Mississippi boy uh, spent three years of high school ball at Moss Point, Devin Booker is an exceptional basketball player, uh, one of the best scorers, top ten scorers in the league, uh, fantastic. But when you look at value, if you don't put Chris Paul in that conversation this year specifically, I don't know how you can attribute someone having a greater value to their team. Just look at their records of the past. When you look at at, at what the Phoenix Suns, how they have grown. Now, I'm also a huge Monty Williams fan. So we can't leave him out of that conversation, but but we have to uh, we have to look at the impact that Chris Paul's leadership has had. And and when you look at the Phoenix Suns last year, they finished tenth in the in the Western Conference at 34 and 39 19 games out of first place okay you go to this year they finished second at 51 and 21 that's in a condensed 72 game season they were able to win 17 more games than they did last year with a roster that was virtually now listen I like the Sarich pickup that they had, uh, believe he came from Indiana. So I'm not discounting some of the other pickups. All I'm saying is that when you look at value, that's valuable. When you look at Steph Curry, I get it, but you're you're on a hypothetical. Yes, I agree that if Steph Curry were not in on, on the Warriors, they would have been awful this year. No argument. Would they have been 17, 18, 19 games uh, worse? Probably so. 
But you can't quantify that. You can't know that because it's a hypothetical that didn't happen. What did happen is Chris Paul joined the Phoenix Suns, and the Phoenix Suns won 17 more games this year than last year. They're the number two seed as compared to the number 10 seed last year, and now they're up one game to zero over the Los Angeles Lakers, who everybody had picked to win another one. And here you are, Chris Paul's not even in the conversation, much less the top three. So I don't know what people think is valuable, but Chris Paul is valuable in my opinion. In the NBA, it's about winning basketball games, and and you saw 51-21 and is a significant change from 34 and 39. So that's my bone to pick with the NBA and and their MVP, quote-unquote, popularity contest, whatever that looks like. When you go to uh, to you got the Heat and the Bucks tonight. The Bucks obviously big time uh, shot by Chris Middleton late in that first game of that contest. The Bucks lead that series one to zero, and the Blazers and the Nuggets Nuggets uh, in the second game tonight, 9 p.m. Uh, Central Time. The the Blazers are the hottest team right now uh, in the playoffs, and Dame Lillard is uh, is another player that I don't think gets the respect that he deserves when it comes to what he does on a basketball floor. Uh, he is he is absolutely magnificent, and, and I believe, I said this uh, when the playoffs started, I could see a situation where the one, two, three, and four seeds in the West all went down in the first round, okay? Now, that's assuming, you know, the Lakers over, uh, over the Suns, which that's the only higher-seeded team, the Suns, that won game one, in the Western Conference. The other three lower seed, the Mavericks beat the Clippers uh, by a game. Uh, excuse me, they're up one game to zero, one game one of that series. Uh, you had Denver uh, went down to the Trailblazers in that series, and then you had the Jazz that went down to Memphis last night uh, in that series. So the three lower seeds. Now over in the East, it's uh, not nearly as good as ba- of basketball. Uh, you obviously have the Bucks over the Heat, one game to zero. 76ers beat the Wizards. Uh, the Wizards make the playoffs with a losing record. Go figure. The Hawks beat the Knicks. The Knicks are, it's great to have the Knicks relevant in the NBA, um, but uh, the Hawks beat the Knicks in game one. Trey Young uh, hits the game winner with .9 seconds there. Um, you know, does, does a lot of uh, uh, extracurricular there as he's walking down the court, but obviously, uh, you know, big shot there. Uh, what's up with Trey Young's hair? Bill, have you seen Trey Young's hair? No, I haven't. What's going on with his hair? Uh, I, I can't under, I, I can't figure it out. I can't. I don't know how to describe it, but but I, that dude's got to get a barber. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay? All right. Neon, Neon Dion comes in. Uh, prime time comes in. And one of the first things he starts asking about for his team is, is we need a barber to help our team out. The Atlanta Hawks need to go after a barber specifically for Trey Young's hair. <laughs> That thing is a disaster. Got game, but the hair is a disaster. Uh, so Just everywhere. The, the e- oh, it's, it's awful. So <laughs> the Heat, um, you know, obviously, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the East is not nearly as, uh, as, as competitive. I think a couple of those series will be short series, including the 76ers over the Wizards. I think that will be a short series. And, uh, and, and so the, the West is really where the competitive nature. Now, the question comes down to there was a lot of really good basketball play, and I'm going to be transparent. I'm a basketball coach, and there was a lot of really good basketball uh, on Saturday and Sunday. I didn't watch much of it, Bill. I watched uh, a part of the Dallas Mavericks game because, transparently, the Dallas Mavericks are my team. Uh, 
I watched a little bit of the Suns-Lakers game. But I spent all my time watching Phil in the PGA Golf. Championship uh, during those times. And then the rest of the time, I was at the pool. My son uh, was baptized, and it celebrated a birthday all on Sunday. So we had family in. We, we did all of those things. So the little bit of basketball I watched was a little bit of the Maverick series and uh, a little bit of the Sun series. So I'm part of that ratings decline, I guess. And we might touch on that uh, a little bit later uh, here in the show as – the judge throws his flag uh, a little bit later. I want to remind you about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. Visit them at Blue Cross, that's bcbsms.com to find out what they can do for you. Jerry Brewer, trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com for all of your insurance needs. We've got some college baseball coming up as we finish out Hour 1 here on Upon Further Review. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few moments. It's time for the Blue Health Minute, brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi, reminding you of the importance of your health. Your health journey begins with your annual Healthy You visit with your Blue Primary Care Network provider. You'll learn about your health numbers and overall health risks. You'll work together to create a wellness goal and set smart goals. These can be focused on improving certain health numbers, exercise, nutrition, sleep, or self-care. You don't have to tackle them all at once. Start with one goal and go from there. This has been the Blue Health Minute with Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi's health and wellness expert team. For more healthy tips, follow us on Facebook or visit BC. Yes. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. We are in the Garner Dental Group studios, and Bill and I were just looking. My son, Joey, sent us a picture of Trey Young's hair. And uh, he's a barber's nightmare. That guy, listen, he's a millionaire. Yeah. Get a barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah get your razor out and just shave it. I mean, good yeah. gracious. Um, so, anyway, you know, <laughs> it's that's <laughs> maybe he's not hair. trying to set a brand new style or something. I hope. Uh, yeah. That'd be terrible. He, he's, uh, he's missing the mark on whatever oh, he's yeah. got going on. Uh, also, got a text during the break from Champ. Uh, Champ's our resident Lakers fan. He actually sent multiple, so let's uh, let's get to that real quick. And Champ says that Chris Paul is amazing, but I think the Suns' growth is just as much about the growth of the young guys. They seem to play pretty well after Paul got hurt on Sunday. He did hurt, hurt his shoulder, and that is a great point. Uh, but he says, P.S., the Suns will sweep. A.D. stinks. I hate basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and Champ, uh, Champ is a Lakers fan, and um, – uh, AD, you know, listen, AD soft. Uh, what's what was even softer for all of you that saw it? That LeBron shoulder injury after Chris Paul boxed him out. Now there's calls about it being a dirty play, and LeBron went down like holding his shoulder, like his entire shoulder had been ripped off. And I, I would be embarrassed if I was LeBron James. I would be absolutely embarrassed that that's what my game has come to is that I've got to be theatrical in everything that I do. Uh, Anthony Davis could not be a lead dog uh, in New Orleans. That's why he jumped ship. He's now with the Lakers. If LeBron James is struggling, the Lakers have nothing else to go to. And uh, and certainly Anthony Davis with the 
with the, uh, the, the pull-up threes and LeBron James stepping back instead of attacking the rim is not going to get it done. And Champ may very well be true. The way I uh, discussed it earlier with someone is, listen, the Suns look young. The Lakers look old. The Suns look energized. The Lakers look without energy. And one of the biggest things when you go back to the Lakers championship of the bubble season is don't forget they didn't have to travel. Now, to, to even get to the finals, the Lakers are going to have to win three series on the road. And uh, when you're an older unit, that travel, not sleeping in your own bed, uh, not being at home some, that travel can really, really start to wear on you. And uh, that really, I mean, that looked like what happened to the Lakers. And if the Suns continue to use that energy, I think Champ does make a great point. The young guys have certainly uh, improved starting with Devin Booker uh, and uh, but I think Chris Paul's leadership more uh, maybe even behind the scenes at practice different areas has been so uh, monumental to their resurgence uh, so let's uh, move on here little college baseball top 25 sees sees a uh, few teams from the state of Mississippi including Mississippi State at number six this is according to baseball America rankings uh, Mississippi State is at number six, Ole Miss at number 11, and Southern Miss uh, is in there at number 23. SEC tournament starts tomorrow. Mississippi State will not play. Uh, they will get the bye as a number three seed. They will play 9.30 Eastern, excuse me, 9.30 uh, Central time uh, as the number three seed against the winner of Kentucky and Florida. Mississippi State enters the SEC tournament uh, with a, uh, just a wonderful record, 40-13. and 13. And Bill and I were just talking. I think you said that uh, that's four sweeps. That, uh, four sweeps this year. Including yeah. the one they just this had with season. Alabama. Mm -hmm. And that second only to Rafael Palmero, Will, Will Clark, Clark uh, and that group yeah. that were at Mississippi State who had, had five. five. Yeah, five sweeps. Uh, so Mississippi State will get a bye. Uh, Ole Miss will be playing tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central. They'll face off against Auburn with the winner of that contest going on to play Vanderbilt. Um, who is the number four seed in uh, – that's interesting. Vanderbilt is the number four seed in the SEC, but they're number two nationally. Ah, very interesting. Arkansas, number one, Vanderbilt, two, Notre Dame, three, Texas, four, Tennessee, five nationally. So Ole Miss will play Auburn at 8 o'clock uh, tomorrow night. For Conference USA, you've got Southern Mississippi goes in as the three seed. And they will face off against Western Kentucky, and that game will be played on Wednesday. Uh, so that game is Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. That will be aired on ESPN+. Plus. All of the SEC tournament will be on the SEC network. So great representation uh, there for uh, the three big schools here in the state. Another school we've talked a lot about on the show, uh, a baseball program that had a terrific year, Bill, was Jackson State. And they go down in the SWAC championship to Southern. Mm. And the first thing I could think about when I saw that was my boy Rob Jay <laughs> and how his heart was aching. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that cost them an opportunity to play in a regional. Uh, I don't know that they'll get an at-large bid into that. Uh, so I think that probably will cost them the opportunity uh, to play uh, in a regional there as Jackson State, they sweep the regular season, 24-0 in the in uh, in the SWAC uh, regular season, and they go down to Southern 
in that championship game. You know, Bill, one of the things on my bucket list is I want to attend a College World Series in Omaha. Omaha. Yeah, I've heard just unbelievable stories about how amazing uh, it is. I've been to Final Four, been to SEC basketball tournaments, a lot of NBA games, uh, have been fortunate to, to take in a lot of uh, athletic contests, but Omaha is one. The Masters is one. I want to go to the Masters and uh, and take in some golf in Augusta. So those are some bucket list items uh, on my uh, to-do list as as we move through and, and and opportunities present themselves. And certainly, it'd be really cool to see some uh, some teams from the state of Mississippi uh, compete if that opportunity ever were to present itself. So Conference USA actually starts Wednesday. That's being hosted in Ruston, Louisiana. La Tech, you ever been to Ruston, Louisiana? Been through there. Never spent much time there. The metropolis of Ruston. <laughs> um, so Ruston, uh, not a whole lot going on in Ruston. I actually have some family in Ruston. Shreveport, Bossier City. Um, and Ruston is a, is, a, uh, is, is a small town. Not a lot happening other than La Tech. Uh, my non- is uh, actually a, a huge Lady Texter basketball fan. And uh, really neat story, Coach Stores, Brooke Stores, who is the head coach along with her husband, who is the associate head coach there for the Lady Texters, uh, lined up for my nine and her sister, 99 years old and 94 years old at the time that they went to the, to the game. Um, and they went to a Lady Texters game Got to meet the team, autograph basketball, uh, just rolled out the red carpet for them. They have been longtime tech Lady Textures fans. Were known for being on the front row uh, and <laughs> giving giving the officials uh, the business uh, quite often. So uh, that's uh, Ruston, Louisiana, is the home of Louisiana Tech, and they will host beautiful new stadium. My understanding there in Ruston for La Tech, and they will host the Conference USA tournament. And uh, your number one seed in that tournament is Charlotte. Number two is La Tech, the host school. Number three, Southern Miss. Southern Miss takes on Western Kentucky, the number six seed, at 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday. That, again, is broadcast on ESPN+. So big, big week of not only high school baseball, which we covered earlier, but also in the SEC and Conference USA. So, uh uh, a lot going on. As we look at the top 25, you've got, uh, listen, I'm a Texas Longhorns guy. They come in at number four out of the Big 12. Uh, three SEC teams in the top five with Arkansas one, Vanderbilt two, Tennessee number five, according to Baseball of America. Then you have Mississippi State six, Texas Tech seven, Arizona eight, East Carolina nine, and Stanford ten. And if you remember, uh, Mr. Montgomery, who will be taking the mound for Madison Central tonight, is a Stanford commit. Uh, I was just talking to – we were talking about Rob Jay earlier. Yeah. I just called him and asked him about the Jackson State thing. What did he say? He said that, that, that did knock them out of the regional unless they get an at-large bid. Right. Which they're all kind of hoping they do, but I, he kind of doubts it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough. The SWAC, yeah. uh, while they were 24-0, I think when, when Rob was on with this – Undefeated in the SWAC and then lose the last game of the tournament. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking for those guys uh, over the Tigers of Jackson State. Had such a phenomenal year. Um, but that's athletics, you know. 
That's I mean, baseball. That's how it happens. You could be beaten any day. Any day. Any day. And and you've seen that. Speaking of, listen, I forgot to mention this in, as we were talking some high school baseball. My understanding is that final, that finish of the Oak Grove-Pearl game on Friday night was unbelievable. Hmm. It ended, uh, so Pearl was down pretty good. Came back, went to extra innings, and it ended with a walk-off pass ball. Oh, my God. Pearl had the bases loaded. And walk-off pass ball, they went back, and Oak Grove won the third game of the contest at Oak Grove on Saturday. But I, from what I understand, the entire town of Pearl was at that baseball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 you know, when you look at high school sports now, collegiate sports now, you look at the PGA Championship and the crowds, um, even the NBA playoffs, I think they had 11,000 uh, in some cases. It's great to see the fans – back at these events it just changes the dynamic of um of what goes on so that concludes for the first hour man hours flying by a uh, lot of high school and nba talk college baseball coming up next we're going to welcome in randy watkins uh, he's going to join us to talk about phil mickelson and his historic win at the pga championship this past weekend you won't want to miss that don't go anywhere hour number two upon further review coming up right after this It's time now for Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in. More Upon Further Review. I'm your host, Josh Norman. We are in the Garner Dental Group Studios. And, uh, boy, what a uh, great first hour content want to thank you for joining us as we are entering in our number two here of the show and uh, want to recognize Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. Find out more about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi at BCS, excuse me, bcbs.com. Also want to recognize Uh, The Randy Watkins Golf Group, I encourage you to tune in. June 7th will be our next next, uh, segment of Tee to Green with Randy Watkins. He joins us the first Monday of every month to talk all things golf and uh, encourage you to visit randywatkinsgolf.com. And uh, he is now here with us in a special uh, cameo appearance. To uh, to break down the PGA Championship, Randy, how are you this evening? Josh, I'm doing great, pal. How about you? I'm sure. You, I hope you watched every shot yesterday. Every single one. Uh, <laughs> I, it was it was it, I, it was riveting. Now I have to I, listen. I have to 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 be transparent. So my son, it was his ninth birthday yesterday, uh, awesome. as well as he he was baptized yesterday morning at church, and what so great we had a full day. And I had to sneak yep. out and do some water gun wars, uh, but I turned it on mm-hmm. to the outside TV and made sure that I could catch a glimpse somewhere along the way and and follow this. Randy, put in perspective what we witnessed this weekend uh, at the PGA Championship. 
Well, the first one, uh, congrats to you on your weekend with your son. I appreciate Josh. that. But I, what we saw was history being made. That's you, know, you just don't get to see something historic happen very often. And in golf, you know, it, it takes a while for history to be made. Tiger sort of messed up. But we saw the history meeting for a guy that's three weeks shy of his 51st birthday to win his sixth major on a brutal golf course. I mean, a brutal golf course. And look, he had some, uh, he had all the big boys chasing him. Yeah. You know, he, it wasn't like he was playing me. You know, he was playing some of the best competition in the world, and it was just awesome to watch history being made. And a lot of lessons to be learned from Phil Mickelson yesterday, I can tell you that. No doubt. Uh, try to put into context what you saw uh, on the 18th after that second shot. Uh, you know, he, he admittedly said, hey, I, my bailout was left, so all yeah. I wanted to do was hit it as far as I could, and yeah. I was fine going left because mm-hmm. the crowd was there, the grass was going to be trampled, uh, he knew he'd yeah. draw a decent lie. So he's up there in the midst of, of, of this entire crowd. Ha, ha, you know, I'm sure at times it's happened, certainly Tiger mm-hmm. in 19, at the Masters, yes. we saw a version of that. But but where does that stand as far as iconic moments in, in the history of golf? Well, that actually goes to the intelligence of him playing golf. He's such a smart player. And, and listen, that's a learned behavior, too. He, he, he lost to U.S. Open by trying to steer a tee shot at wing foot mm. in about 2006, I think it was. may not have been that long ago, but... He tried to steer a tee shot and block it way off in the woods and made a double bogey and lost the tournament to Jeff Ogle. Yeah, I remember that. So what was interesting was he goes to 18T with a two-shot lead, but Brooks Kepka has the tee. He gets the hit first, and he get a beauty off 18. Well, now Phil does know that birdie and bogey, you know, flips the tide. Yeah. You know, a two-shot swing is not that hard to happen. And Brooks hit it so far down there, he was going to have a good chance for, for bogey. But Phil had the sense to know and the experience to know, i got to hit this hard. I can't go right. I'll hit it as far left as I want to, and, I, and the crowd will stop it. And I hope I get a good lie. Yeah. And, and did exactly that. And then really his second shot there was incredible. What about the scene where he hits that second shot and the crowd engulfs him? Unbelievable. Where does that rank in, in, in a historical context from the standpoint of top, just moments? The top top three, probably, uh, that I've seen. I've, as a matter of fact, I've never seen them witness. I've never witnessed it for them to do it that early on the hole. They hadn't even hit their second shot and they'd already let the, um, the crowd out in the fairway. Right. Which I thought was a little early because the, because the match was still alive at that point. So it wasn't really decided until Phil hit his second shot, you know, the 20 feet from the hole. Right. So I thought they were a little early doing that. I would have been a little unnerved by that. And he said that the whole thing was unnerving. I haven't seen that. We haven't seen it since Tiger Woods won the Tour Championship at Atlanta uh, a few years ago when they let when they turned the most. He and Rory had to fight their way through the crowd. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, it usually happens at the British Open. You know, right, you remember right. Remember Seve doing it? Absolutely. I can remember uh, Nicholas and Watson having to fight through the crowd before like, the British Open. 
but it just never happens here. But I think there's a lot into that. I think people are ready for things to be normal. They were so excited. I mean, every single person there really was literally pulling for Phil Mickelson. All right, so that begs begs the question. We've talked about this. The talent currently on the PGA Tour is phenomenal. Terrific young players. But why why is it that Tiger Woods at 44 and Phil Mickelson, almost 51, are still the two golfers that drive the needle from the standpoint of viewership and fan participation more than any other player exponentially? Because they have magic in them, Josh, in mm. my opinion. They have – Jordan has it. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Spieth. If, if you have – you know, there's a lot of great players that don't have magic to them, and I'm not – that's not a criticism. But there's very few people in any sport that have magic. There's – Steph Curry's an example. He just has a magic to him. And there's, there's players in every sport that do it, and golf – those two have magic, and they've proved it time and again. And you know, Phil's been winning since 1991. Yeah, when he when he won as a collegian, you know, he was a junior Arizona State when he won in Tucson. Right. Which so it's been 30 years of Mickelson's magic, and and listen, he's polarizing because he's a hero or a goat a lot. Yes. Because he goes for it, and and. He's the ultimate shot maker. I, I, I described him today to somebody. He's the ultimate guy that hits the coolest shots. I mean, yes. he tries anything. Yes. Which is, and can do it. So he's bold. He's he's great with the crowd. Yesterday he was a little bit different, I thought. He was very respectful of the crowd, and he was very acknowledging, but he didn't look at them. Yeah. He, he kept his head down. He gave thumbs up all the way around, but he did not look at the crowd once. He normally looks and smiles and sort of interacts with them, which endears people to him. But it's that magic smile and his ability to rise to the occasion under the extreme circumstances that just doesn't happen that often. I just love the magic in those guys. There's no question, and and their relevance in the game is still at the highest level. So now yeah. pull out your crystal ball. He'll be 51 in June. Mm-hmm. The the win, you know, he had accepted a, a special exemption into the U.S. Open. Correct. Now with the win at the PGA, he has a five-year exemption there. That's he correct. will be a part of every major for at least the next yeah. five years. Correct. Does Phil Wick- Mickelson win another major, in your opinion? I would not bet against him. I really would not bet against him because he has found another way uh, to play, which I think is cool that, you know, he's always been a gopher broke, busted, uh, but he's found a mental way to play the game now because he's got to do things different. He said it. I mean, he's talked about his length, but at 50, he's having a more difficult time focusing mm. for, the, for the whole round. It's just been hard. So he's been training his mind to get better because he can't just do what he did when he was younger. He can hit it just as good, but his mental focus has been different. So he's changed his diet, changed his workout, changed his mental outlook. He's going to different folks about um, mental strength and, and, and concentration and focus, and it all came to a head. And I think that guy's got air under his wings. I wouldn't bet against him at all. And I think Augusta's a place he could win again. No doubt, no doubt. I think really he's on your workout. 
uh, he's going to 20 pounds in a month. After seeing so both of you, where he grew up in the last two weeks, after seeing both of you, I think you're both on the same workout program, Randy. There's no question about it. No <laughs> question. You look the same. Yes, sir. I tell you what. Listen, as always, Randy, we appreciate the time. Looking forward to having you on June 7th for Tea to Green yeah. with Randy Watkins. Don't forget to visit randywatkinsgolf.com to hear about all that they have going on. And their junior uh, teacher, Thomas, is uh, is top 50 in the nation. I know you're a proud father about that. Uh, we'll be you looking bet. forward to having you on June 7th once again. Randy, we appreciate your time. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate it, guys. Let's have a great evening. Thanks, thanks for having me. More PGA Champion coverage next as we're going to talk. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. Back in the Garner Dental Group studios, Garner Dental Group, a collection of 18-plus dental and orthodontic offices, conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out their interactive map at lakegarnerdentalgroup.com. Or call 601-271-8710. You can give us a call on the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi caller line, 601-366-1180. Or the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi text line, 601-817-0106. We appreciate you spending time with us here on this Monday night. We've had some great high school coverage. We've talked some NBA. Uh, We just were joined by Randy Watkins to talk about Phil Mickelson and his uh, legendary performance at the PGA Championship. And I want to uh, spend another segment kind of putting a bow on that conversation. As up next, we have the challenge with the judge. And uh, with regards to Phil Mickelson and his PGA Championship, one of the things that, that was most impressive to me was that on a course that was 7,600-plus yards, Uh, This is a guy who has stayed physically fit to the point that he has the ability to launch it out there off the tee with the big boys. He was with Brooks Kepka, who is known to be a long hitter. It was either 15 or 16, and uh, Phil uh, Kepka just smashes one down the middle, and Phil goes by him 10 or 15 yards. It was just so impressive, uh, obviously putting the 2-1 in the bag, and shaping shots a little bit, hitting fairways, uh, his short game, huge momentum when it came to the chip-in uh, there early in the round from the sand. Uh, I just want to go on record. I was texting a buddy of mine in Dallas, and uh, I said he's about to hold this, and sure enough, he did. So I'm going to go on the record on that. Here's what Phil tweeted um, on the 11th of May. I failed many times in my life and career, and because of this, I've learned a lot. Instead of feeling defeated countless times, I've used it as fuel to drive me to work harder. So today, join me in accepting our failures. Let's use them to motivate us to work even harder. When you think about that concept and what he was able to do, now keep in mind a couple things. The the oldest golfer, uh, Julius or, or yeah, Julius Boris, I believe was his name, to ever win a major, 48 years and some change, 1968. Uh, I heard a stat. The course that he actually won on no longer even exists. 
okay, 53 years ago. Bill Mickelson is almost three years older, excuse me, is two years older than he was at that time, okay? Nicholas was second at the time with his sixth green jacket at 48 years and, and a little bit less. So Mickelson is two years older than, than anybody that's ever won a major. We're on a, on a track that's 7,600 yards with winds in excess of 15, 20 miles an hour at times, specifically Thursday, Friday, Sunday during his rounds. So you put all those factors together, and, and, and everybody's saying, hey, look, Phil's not even uh, a factor. And yet what you saw was, and, and, and Randy talked about this, the mental preparation, the physical preparation. Phil fasts 30, a 36-hour fast once a week to reset his body. Keep in mind, he's dealt with psoriatic arthritis within the last uh, five to seven years that he's had to get into remission which he has, huge part of that is his diet. Uh, his exercise routine has, has gone to a whole other level. And you saw a 50-year-old man that has used modern technology and, and modern uh, health to get himself in the best shape of his life at 50. And, and what a motivation that can be. And he mentioned it in his, in his press conference after the round. He hoped that this motivated other people when you're sitting there now at 50 years old thinking, man, I'm in the last years. No, 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 no. Hey, you can get up. All you got to be able to do is forget the past mistakes, forget the past failures, and let's go to work. And and what a great motivator for all of us. You know, now, I, I think that something has come into play in Phil's career, and I'm going to make a, a uh, prognostication on this. I believe Phil wins at least two more majors, and here's why. I believe for adult men, specifically adult men with, with families, that that age from 40 to 50, that decade, is one of the most difficult on a couple of different levels. Number one, if you have children, you are chasing your children all over the place, supporting your children, you're spending hours uh, trying to learn and grow so that you can be the best father to your children, uh, be a great husband to your wife. Uh, and, and what that does is it removes time from your day to pursue career and to pursue personal improvement. That's not an excuse, but, but you know, if you're out there and you're a 40-something like me right now, you've seen that happen. You're, when your kids are young, you still have the ability to kind of move and go. As your kids get older, listen, you know, if you're like me, there were weeks during the spring that we were going four nights a week supporting our kids in their activities. Uh, and so, you know, when you look at the ability to to pursue other things, whether it's your own health, whether it's your own physical development, whether it's your career, I've got to believe that during that time, some things took a back seat for Phil to be a father and for Phil to be a, uh, a husband. And when you look, he hadn't won a major in eight years. The 2013 Open, British Open, the Open Championship. Uh, so when you look at that decade, you're going, hey, but now what's happened is kids are starting to graduate high school. Uh, one of them, I believe, he's in graduated college. You know, he's, he's about to be an empty nester. And, and now he's got this, this reinvigorated passion to take care of himself physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, 
He is he is still a great father, but the everyday demands, I don't know his character. I don't know him personally. I'm not saying he's the greatest dad in the world. I'm just saying that in general, when you hit that 40s, it becomes difficult. And so what I could see is, listen, I, I mentioned earlier, he's got five-year exemption now in the U.S. Open. It's the only major he hasn't won. And with the PGA win, he got a five-year exemption. So he will be playing in every major, if he can stay injury-free, for the next five years. You're talking about a master's track that he's very comfortable on. You're talking about uh, uh, the U.S. Open coming up this summer is at Torrey Pines, right down the road from him. He's obviously very, very familiar with that course. Now, it's a different layout, but he's very familiar with it. I think I heard that he's going to play this weekend at the Colonial uh, in the Charles Schwab, and then he's going to take two weeks uh, off, and he's going to spend a lot of time at Torrey preparing for the U.S. Open. But now he's playing on house money, and and this is a guy that's going to go into his 50s and I believe accomplish something in his 50s that nobody could have could have thought imaginable. I think he will be the one to break his own record as the oldest major champion. I think he's got at least two more in him. And I know that's that's crazy, but here's the deal. He has proven that for four rounds, he can't do it consistently week in and week out, and he can't do it on tracks where he's got to shoot 15 to 20 under. He doesn't have that type of consistent scoring in his bag, but tracks like majors where he can win at 5 to 10 under, where he can beat a 2 to 3 under a round, where, where length still matters like it did 7,600 uh, yards there in, in South Carolina, I believe Phil Mickelson is still relevant. Another thing, I tweeted this. I believe that Phil Mickelson drives the needle today more than any golfer on the PGA Tour when it comes to excitement. If you watch that on 18, when he hits that second shot and the crowd just engulfs him to the point that Kepka and his caddy couldn't even get through the crowd, Mickelson had seven law enforcement officers escorting him through that crowd. That was unbelievable to watch, and that shows you where where the juice lies in golf. It still lies in Tiger Woods, and it still lies in Phil Mickelson. The game still needs both of those guys to push the needle, to give some juice to the interest level, because while the young guys are talented, you know, the personalities, uh, the standoffishness that some of these guys display, you know, they didn't grow up, you know, like Phil. He is a he is a man of the people, and that's why golf desperately needs him to be relevant. And that's why I would think that when the ratings come out from this weekend, they're going to be massive because I believe that it dominated the airwaves. It dominated the TV waves uh, when it comes to uh, who, who what people were tuning into this weekend. And it was a spectacular performance that I believe we will see again out of Phil Mickelson. He was he had not had a top 20 in nine months. He was 115th in the world, moved up to number 32. And this is a guy that spent a record something like 1,700 weeks, folks. That's like 25 years straight in the top 100 in the official golf world rankings. He fell out. He was at 115. Now he's at 32. He's in the mix for the Ryder Cup conversation now, whereas before he was an afterthought, there was a lot of conversation about him being a uh, assistant captain to Steve Stricker. Other point, let's say that there's another 50-year-old that was pushing to do what Phil did yesterday. It's not as relevant. His personality, the way he connects with the fans, 
made that a phenomenal event. Brooks Kepka fell apart early uh, after swapping shots on the first hole. Kepka kind of faded. He tried to come back. Ustahazen tried to make a run, but ultimately it was Phil Mickelson's championship, and it was an exciting and monumental event uh, to watch just in sports history. That's going to do it for the golf coverage. Coming up next, we've got the judge. We'll have the coach's challenge. He'll throw the flag, and then we'll have good call, bad call to finish out the night. Don't go anywhere. More upon further review right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in to the Garner Dental Group Studios here on Upon Further Review. We are going to quickly go to the caller line. We have Wayne on the caller line. Wayne, what you got on your mind? Man, I just want to touch base. I don't know if y'all talked about it with Phil Mickelson. Did you notice that? To me, the moment when he's walking up and the crowds are, are going absolute berserk, as only he can bring them, it felt like sports returned from COVID. And it, I think it takes it on to a whole new level once you think of it in the, the grander picture of uh, what we've kind of missed out when we kind of did it. We did sports this last year, but we didn't, we didn't do it all the way. And with Phil... You know, just the hundreds and thousands of people there just going nuts. Can't even get through. You can't hear anything. And that's for a golf event. It just it felt like finally sports were back. And I thought that's that that's one of the biggest moments I've, I've probably ever witnessed in my 37 years watching sports. Yeah, there's no doubt. I agree 100%. Uh, it's certainly going to be cataclysmic when it comes to, you know, just vaulting into another area. Everything's opening up. NBA games have 11,000 now. But, but that moment will be enshrined as uh, the moment when everybody kind of s- saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Hey, we've made it. Uh, we're there. I think it's a great point, Wayne. And, and the only thing I would think that would probably uh, counter that would be you on a youth soccer field and, uh, and just seeing the, the unbelievable response you get as a coach in youth soccer. I, I, just a side note, Sunday I did get in trouble. Uh-oh. I was out of my box too far up on the court this this Sunday at a UA futsal league. So oh man! Just trying to live relive glory days, Josh. Well, as a as a rehabbing coach, I never spent any time out of my box, which <laughs> which you can attest to, having roamed the sidelines. Absolutely. That is is that true or false? Well, you're 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 a little bit of a of a showman <laughs> out there. I can say that. <laughs> So I think I created my own box. See, and that's what you got to do. Just create your own box. I told her I can't live in a box. No, no. You you do not need to live in a box. <laughs> Great point, Wayne. Appreciate you calling, my friend. Yeah. Oh, here he comes. It is that time. About 7.34 on a Monday night, 5.34 in the Valley. 
And we get to welcome in the only person on this show that consistently has walkout music. The Judge, Jim Judge, joining us from the Valley. How you doing, Uncle Jim? Hey, name me a closer that doesn't have the uh, the come out song, you know, the opening music. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm proud to be put in the closer role, Josh. Hey, we're doing great out here in Arizona. Any day under 100 is a really good day. <laughs> well, hey, listen, you know, we're going to have to – uh, we're gonna have to get uh, uh, a Vaughn. Oh shoot! What on Major League? The Wild Thing. We're gonna have to get oh, that yeah. as your walkout music one time, just so we can I have was, the. I was a little unpredictable on the mound back in my day too. Frequently <laughs> came in with the high heart stuff. Oh my goodness! Well, uh, so under a hundred out there in the valley, um, and that's a, that is a that is a great day. Uh, so what uh, what do we have going on tonight? What are you throwing the flag on for the coaches challenge? We, you know, first of all, uh, I was going to say, you know, our slogan now is rally in the Valley for the Suns, And yes. uh, it's definitely heating up a lot of purple and orange around here. Uh, and certainly even more since yesterday. So but, uh, I, I took a drive downtown uh, just after the game and man, there were revelers all throughout and just really enjoying the, uh, the downtown what a rebirth we've had down there with our baseball stadium and our uh, basketball teams. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, it was a great scene and uh, certainly looking forward to uh, kind of putting it back in the face of the NBA, uh, Josh. Okay. I, I'm going to have to fl- throw the uh, coach's flag today uh, on what I'm going to go ahead and, and just going to not pull punches and call him the spineless NBA for, well, the latest uh, – Episode, of course, was the uh, LeBron James incident uh, where he violated uh, COVID protocols. Uh, you, you know, a lot of the listeners are probably aware of that. Uh, it was all over the Internet, him uh, being photographed with Drake and uh, Michael B. Jordan at, at LeBron's tequila party. Right. So I don't know what you've heard. You, you know, your ears look closer to the, uh, the media than I am, but I, I haven't heard really – an NBA explanation uh, on the, on the fact that there was no there was no uh, consequence for his COVID uh, uh, protocol break, and yet uh, others all year long. You know, the guys were out every game COVID protocol, and so I'd either like to hear that the, the policy has been changed or explain, uh, you, you know, reasonably, you know, why there was a no call on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know the reason the NBA, they become the, the league of the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins with them. Of course, you know, uh, LeBron on a Sunday primetime ABC telecast uh, playoff, everybody's picking the Lakers to uh, win the West. Uh, everybody, all the major prognosticators pick this, uh, the, uh, the Lakers over the Suns, you know, even though we do have the home court, and uh, I think that's been undervalued. But, uh, you know, the fact that the league has once again turned a blind eye to uh, what should be uh, a cut-and-dry decision, and, and yet they're, they're playing favorites. They're part of the manipulation game that's going on in the NBA. Yeah, and part of it could be that, that they can't afford any, afford any more ratings drops. And uh, certainly, you know, the Lakers are, are a big draw, and, and uh, I think everybody understands that, that LeBron. But, look, if the LeBron that showed up in game one shows up again, then it's not going to matter. It's going to be a quick series 
uh, and I, I expect that a, a different Lakers team will show up. So, so speaking of, of that series, let's kind of change gears on that. What did you think sure. about uh, my thoughts on Chris Paul being considered for MVP uh, as the three finalists are Steph Curry, uh, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic? Well, you know, uh, I, I mentioned last week that I, you know, I didn't really uh, concur with the Steph Curry uh, candidacy and, and being in the finals, you know. Uh, I would look at the, the last uh, number of years of NBA MVPs, and without without fail, they were either championship seasons or uh, contenders. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't I don't think uh, that there's been a, a, a MVP that was under 500 with their team, maybe ever. Right. But, you know, Giannis won the last two years. The Bucks won 60. You know, you go on and on back through the list. And, it, and it's all these Hall of Fame names. And Curry's a Hall of Fame player, no doubt. But uh, the season that he had, you know, he went back-to-back when Golden State won, uh, uh, you know, they were winning their first championship. They lost uh, the second one, blowing that 3-1 lead when uh, uh, Draymond uh, decided to go for a field goal on LeBron. Right. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just been a fact where – you know, you have to be on a winning team, I, as far as I'm I'm concerned, and so that's where Steph didn't didn't meet muster this time. Yeah, no doubt. And look, when you look at Chris Paul, year over year, 17 more wins in a shortened season, 10 less games played in the regular season this year uh, for Chris Paul. What do you, what do you think comes of that series as you look at an energized Suns team that's in your neck of the woods, out in the valley? We're going to talk more about that and get. The judges' good call and bad call as we finish things out here on Upon Further Review. I want to remind you about Jerry Brewer. Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. More with the judge right after this as we finish things off with the closer here on Upon Further Review. Welcome back to Upon Further Review on WJQS The Fan. Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. And we're back. Final segment of this show tonight. Just to remind you, we're here every Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m. And if you miss any of the show, you can download the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And we encourage you to do so and appreciate all of you uh, who are already downloading that podcast. That normally drops on Thursday of the week of the show, so uh, certainly you can go back and catch any shows you've missed, or if you miss any of tonight's show, you can do that. Uh, so, so, Uncle Jim, I, I got a text from Champ, and, uh, and he says uh, that if y'all don't quit talking about the Suns, I'm going to turn the radio off. More Phil talk, please. 
but I, we got to get back to the Suns Lakers series, and I got to ask, what's going to happen there, Uncle Jim? Are you there? So uh, we must have lost our connection there. So we will see if we can get him back on for the good call, bad call. And uh, one thing I do want to mention is I want to direct you all, if you want to see a great piece uh, about Phil Mickelson and his win this weekend, Undeniable Truth by Wright Thompson. Wright Thompson is a writer from the great state of Mississippi, and he did a uh, video montage called Undeniable Truth. It is a it is a terrific, terrific piece. I would encourage you to uh, to go and check that out um, as that is a uh, just a terrific follow of the events of this past weekend. So as we try to reconnect with the judge, I want to remind you about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. Uh, you can follow them, bcbsms.com, for information on insurance and just overall healthy living. And I do believe we do have the judge back. Yes, sir. All right. I hit the wrong button there, man. We've got him back. We've got him back. So i got to find out real quick. Uh, Champ is tired of our son's coverage, but uh, but i got to ask you, you're in the Valley. What's the sense out there? Uh, do the Suns have it in them to uh, to knock out the Lakers here in the first round? Listen, I, I believe that the Suns are really possibly in for a Cinderella run here in the playoffs. Uh, their chemistry is the best in the league by far. They all support each other from the bottom of the bench. And by the way, they really are about 11 or 12 men deep. Uh, they can go to each one more. They can go to Torrey Craig. Nobody even talks about those guys. Uh, you know, uh, so they, they've got a full uh, two squads uh, that can play. And like you said, they did play well without Chris Paul the other day. Uh, even though he's had a full season, he didn't miss a game. And uh, he's had one of the healthiest seasons in, in recent years. So we're really optimistic. I, I, I think he's a little tougher than LeBron, a lot tougher. <laughs> and, and he'll be back to that shoulder. Uh, you know, LeBron, I think from the other day, I think LeBron, uh, sorry, champ, he shoots better when he shoots with one eye. You know that that buzzer beater the other day. That was about uh, about a two and ten uh, chance for that to go in. Oh so, goodness! Uh, it, anyway, no, we're very optimistic. And uh, hey, you know, moving on to uh, you want to move on to my good call, and we'll be running short on time. Yeah, let's here. hear it. What's your good call? Okay, well, uh, the, the good call of the week. Uh, you know, we were talking about Phil and the, and the PGA tournament and all. But the good call of the week was for the, the one individual who uh, does a little uh, sports betting on DraftKings. And uh, you may or may not know, but the, the odds at DraftKings uh, before the week began was uh, the longest was 300 to 1. Yep. This one uh, brilliant young man put $1,000 on Phil to win uh, and came away with a smooth 300 Gs. <laughs> so... Uh, other, other more uh, less uh, risky folks uh, made a quick 20 or 30 Gs. Uh, and also, in that regard, uh, this guy was uh, a little bit on the clairvoyant side. He was one of few people. Uh, Phil was the 32nd most bet on to win the tournament going in. Uh, and I think one of the favorites, uh, Kepka, right. uh, was about 30 to 1. So, you know, you're playing against the field. It's always an individual against the field and golf. 
So uh, good call to the man who made the uh, the great play on DraftKings. One other thing when we're still on Phil, uh, one of my greatest moments in golf, and, you know, I used to see Phil, used to go out to the Phoenix Open all the time out here in Scottsdale. Right. They had a beautiful stadium course. Uh, on Saturdays, their records have been pushing between 150 and 200,000 on Saturday alone. Unbelievable. So if you can imagine the throngs that we saw the other day, you think that was wild. Uh, when everybody would congregate on Sunday coming down to 18, uh, you might have had more numbers. Certainly you couldn't have more enthusiasm in the magic yesterday. The magical moment in my uh, golf viewing life uh, was when uh, Tiger Woods hit the hole-in-one on the famous 16th hole, uh, the great party hole as it was at the Phoenix Open. Yep. And uh, he hits the hole-in-one. Of course, it's on Super Bowl Sunday, so I left the tournament, came home <laughs> to watch the Super Bowl, turn it on, See Tiger, and I'd been at 16 earlier that day. See Tiger hit the hole in one, and you'd have thought it was raining cups and caps. I mean, it was like you couldn't even see. It was a zero visibility when he hit that uh, hole in one on 16. And I want you to ask Randy Watkins about that also one day. But, yeah, that, that was a magical moment. And Phil has always been the Pied Piper here at the Phoenix Open yeah. from the time he was an ASU boy. And by the way, the ASU uh, boys are the ones that really kick-started that 16th hole right. uh, fable that it is today. Uh, but probably the most uh, exciting hole in golf. And I do want you to ask Randy about that when you get a chance. I'll have to do that. I'll have to do that. All right, so good call. Hey, certainly good call, $1,000 turning it into $300,000. Uh, took a lot of courage to make that bet, uh, but that certainly paid off. Uh, what's the bad call of the week? Well, you know, in coaching, Josh, you were a coach, and, and one of the, the truisms of coaching is, you know, you want players to have the killer instinct, uh, and you teach them, you know, you can't turn it on and off. You know, the on and off switch doesn't always work. So my, my bad call of the week goes to all the manipulating uh, sandbagging uh, NBA superstars and their teams uh, that are now taking on water, as you mentioned in the first round. Uh, almost all of the lower seeds in the uh, Western Conference, and of course the Suns being an underdog in the two seed, however that works. Uh, but, uh, you know, looks like the on off switch didn't work for all these guys, and I think uh, people can take a lesson from that. So that's a bad call on their part. Yeah, you look at the Clippers, you mentioned the manipulation. All the conversation was that they wanted to avoid the Lakers in that 2-3 potential matchup in the second round. And so they intentionally uh, kind of sandbagged there late uh, and ha- it created a first-round matchup with the Mavericks. And now you have a young Mavericks team that's hungry, beats the Clippers uh, in game one, in Los Angeles, and so now everybody's kind of questioning, hey, you know, I was always one to say, look, we're going to control what we want to, con- what we can control. We're not going to play to matchups. We're going to play to momentum. We want to right. be playing our best at the end, so we're not worried about all those other things because at, in, 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 at the end, you got to beat good teams to win. And Absolutely. No matter yeah, where they go. No, no picnic walk through anybody in the West, and uh, – yeah, it's going to be some great basketball. Looking forward to it. But I think this is going to teach teams a lesson. I don't think that a lot of these favorites going in are going to end up coming out. 
Well, I'm going to so tell you this. Those sons, yeah, I got to ride the sun wave right now. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this. I think in my future there's a trip to see the judge in the valley where we're going to take you in hole 16 in the Phoenix Open and a Suns game all on the same trip. I'm going to play a few uh, rounds of golf uh, and, uh, and, and live large out there in the valley with the judge. As always, Uncle Jim, we appreciate you joining us. Here on Upon Further Review, we will talk with you uh, in two weeks as we will not have our show air next week, so we'll talk to you soon. I'll have to listen to a podcast next week. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. We'll talk soon. All right, Brian. You take care. Thanks, now. Uh, so just a reminder, we will not be on the air next week as it is Memorial Day, and uh, so we will be off the air. You will hear national programming in our slot. We will be back on the 7th with Randy Watkins from 6 to 7 p.m. and more uh, coverage of regional and national sports from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, also want to remind you, you can download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Simply search Upon Further Review or my name, Josh Dorman. Uh, you can go back and download uh, all of our episodes since the beginning of the show uh, are all available there. And we generally try to get the latest episode. So tonight's episode will be up by Thursday and we'll drop that podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Upon underscore sports or myself at JD Coach. Uh, on Twitter. want to say a special thank you to our sponsors. Once again, Garner Dental Group, collection of 18 dental and orthopedic offices, conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Check out the interactive map, LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com to find one of their five metro area locations or others across the state and region. They do accept most insurance, Medicare, and care credit are accepted as well. I uh, also want to thank Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, Jerry Brewer, and remind you to go visit Randy Watkins Golf. Uh, no better time to be hitting a golf course in the state of Mississippi and no better courses than the three that he is in charge of uh, and runs. Uh, I've had the pleasure of playing Whisper Lake and Lake Caroline in the last couple weeks, uh, doing a beautiful job out there. For Bill on the board, I am Josh Dorman, your host of Upon Further Review. We appreciate you joining in joining us and hope hope you'll join us again on june 7th for our next episode of upon further review have a great week everybody we'll see you next time take care